Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 34 of the Social Liability Podcast, the podcast where two guys complain about those folks in our lives that violate the social contract we all agree to live by. I am your host, the Raspberries, with my co-host, the Buck Grundle, bringing you new and interesting stories from every every side of the internet. Ah, uh, so I, we see that uh, you're in, you're in, you're 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 recording from someplace new there, Buck. What's going on there? Oh man, uh, you didn't well, move, did you? Not 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 like houses, but definitely recording locations. Due to the fact that my uh, our excuse me, our good friend constable up in the up in Pennsylvania decided that after listening to. Uh, our one of our previous episodes that he was just going to go ahead and build me a freaking table, and that he did. He did uh, indeed. I, I've seen. He was actually sending me pictures of the desk as he was building it. <laughs> oh, it is a beautiful, beautiful hardwood teak table. It's got four legs. Four. And, oh yeah. <laughs> and and both of mine fit underneath of them. It is awesome. I can actually pull up to it. Hold on. You know, I mean, like, I know that you can't really see too well, being that this is a podcast, but, you know, I can pull right up to this, and yeah, bada bing. Like, I don't, I don't look like the crooked man of Calcutta trying to eat a, eat a plate of food anymore. It's great. (laughs) I look, I look like a big boy. Like, I'm a big boy now. Like, listen to the excitement in my voice just talking about it. It's got like a cubby hole. It's got its own power supply. I mean, like, this thing is armored up. I even hung my Wonka ticket on the front of it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's not like I go anywhere because of COVID. So it's just like, fuck it. I need someplace to put this handicap parking pass. Bam, right here on the front of the table. Blammo. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I'm very glad you like your desk. And, uh, you know, you don't have, like, a bunch of boxes sitting behind you, too. So you kind of got, like, a better background going. So, all around better upgrade, you know. (laughs) <laughs> well we we, we do be capable right well we also had to talk about something else uh you had a new series premiere on our youtube channel uh better than bad and it, it's actually doing pretty well um well because it's it's not good but it's better than bad <laughs> and that's the whole premise i, I like, think the uh the, the consensus it's okay. is it's, it's doing a- so well because i'm not in it so, <laughs> well, I mean, regardless, I mean, I'm sorry, buddy, you can't round up the truth. Yeah. But I mean, no, but no, it, it's just it is it's new and it's it's just basically, you know, I'm trying to impart upon the masses that you know sometimes it's okay that it's that it's not good, but if you can look at it and be like, eh, it's better than bad, <laughs> you know, you kind of like you can at least hang your hat on that hook. You know, <laughs> I'll tell you, I did have a lot of fun editing it, especially episode two. Uh, <laughs> so you, you you talk and I insert the humor in there just from behind the scenes. <laughs> uh, get, but definitely yeah. check that out. If you look, uh, get on YouTube, just search for the Mount Moon crew or look for better than bad with Buck. And uh, you'll you'll find those videos. There's two episodes up right now. They're only about 10 minutes long, so they're pretty easy to digest. And uh, we, we were talking before the show started here. And you've already got some ideas for future episodes here, so we're gonna try to try to keep cranking those out as long as we can keep Buck motivated. Gonna be hard to keep me motivated now that I'm sitting here at my very own 
table. <laughs> I mean, like, well, you're, you already said just, you're going to make an episode about the goddamn table, so you know. I am. I am. I even got a name for it. I call it the Cripple Control Center. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I I completely like Star Trekked out my whole theme here because I'm bored and I have nothing better to do in a day, and like I have this table, but I don't have fine motor skills. So it's not like I can actually do anything on it except for like hold shit, which is cool. But so I <laughs> kind of kind of the defining characteristic of a table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I I I use this time to think of stuff. So I've got the cripple control center, and then it's uh, it's it's a part of handy command, which is the home unit here. So handy command is like the base. The cripple control center is like the con. It's it's, you know, the the overseeing officer of Handy Command is service wife. And then you've got me, <laughs> who's always ready and able and willing to deploy Mobility One, a.k.a. my wheelchair. <laughs> like, I really, like, I thought this whole thing out. Yeah, you were high. So we're going <laughs> to jump, jump into some stories we got here. <laughs> And we're gonna we're gonna start out with Jacksonville, Florida. Yes, that's right. We're gonna start the episode off with our favorite stories from the great state of Florida. Florida man, Florida man, does whatever the fuck he can. Makes headlines every time. Florida's paradigm. Look out! Here comes Florida man. Indeed, here comes Florida man, Jacksonville, Florida. A naked man driving a stolen Jacksonville sheriff officer's cruiser crashed into the woods just off interstate 10 on thursday as news for jack's crew watched the incident unfold the news crew uh, reporter joe mclean watched the crash that happened off of i-10 near the 348 mile marker just before noon jso said it started around 11:30 a.m when a jso officer spotted a naked man on the side of the road <laughs> on i-10 near uh cafe road the officer stopped to try and help the man, but he became combative and ran towards the officer's car and jumped into the driver's seat. <laughs> that guy is never going to live that shit down. No. Every time he shows up for shift, every time, till the day he fucking quits, resigns, fired, or retired, that dude is going to hear about it. <laughs> I, I remember back home uh, in York, Pennsylvania, uh, it came across the radio one day that they were trying to dispatch officers, but they really didn't know how to do it. So you had somebody saying, there's a naked running man. <laughs> this is not something that's like unique to Florida. There is naked running man everywhere. <laughs> We could probably find enough podcast material to do an entire episode on Naked Running Man, let alone Florida Man. But can you imagine this officer? <laughs> he gets out of the car, and he's already like, how the hell did I get this call? How the hell did I get dispatched to the naked man? And then the naked man just runs at him, runs past him, and he jumps in the car and takes it, leaves him standing along the road. <laughs> like, you see that guy, and, and you know... You can tell by looking at his face after a day like that that if you ask him out his day once, he's probably just going to go, go fuck yourself. <laughs> and there's probably no amount of scrubbing to that seat that's ever going to make it feel clean again. <laughs> uh, a JSO spokesman said the officer's car door was closed but not locked. 
The officer was wrestling with the naked man, trying to get him out of the driver's seat. But when the man started to drive away, the officer backed away because he was at risk of getting injured by the moving car. So... Oh my gosh. (laughs) There's one sure way not to get into a wrestling match. It's usually to get naked, because nobody wants to touch a naked guy. (laughs) But, yeah... uh... What do you do when the uh, naked dude steals your car and drives away? Do you do you put it over the radio or do you just quit right then and there? <laughs> well, apparently, this guy I put can, it out over the radio. The very first thing that would happen is that my hand and my head would come into contact with each other. I just, I just be, I just be like punching myself. I'd be like, no. <laughs> well, the officer was wrestling with the naked man, trying to get him out of the driver's seat. Uh, but So they repeated the same thing twice. Great job. Great job, Jacksonville. Uh, the naked man drove the JSO vehicle erratically and crashed it into the trees a few minutes later. The man, who appeared to be in a distressed mental state, leapt from the driver's side window and started screaming. The JSO officers were just seconds behind and arrived with weapons drawn. Why do they have their weapons drawn? Do you think he's hiding something? <laughs> and, and took the man into custody. The man was taken to a hospital as a precaution. Well, no shit. JSO said the officer involved was clipped by the vehicle as it drove away and sustained minor injuries, but wasn't admitted to the hospital. Well, of course he was clipped by it, because they got to be able to charge him with assaulting an officer. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, if, if you're so far out there that you're naked on the interstate, stealing a cop car, <laughs> leaping from the window... Jail's probably not the best place for you. No. But, but no, the, no, no. But then, that, that, just... that goes back to the biggest problem. One of the biggest problems with our, our penal system in this country is we decided that we're not going to deal with mental health issues. We're just going to put people in jail. And yeah. then it becomes a vicious cycle. Now they have criminal records. Now they've, uh, they get out. They can't get a job. And they can't afford medication. They can't go. It, it, there's so many issues with that. But we could we could go on and on and on about that, but you know we've had firsthand experience with mental health issues in jails. It's just not really the place for them. But I, I want to go back to that sentence where they said officers arrived just seconds behind and arrived with weapons drawn. What threat is a naked dude? Well, uh, you know, ordinarily I would I would ask the same question, but the guy is obviously like absconded with a with a police vehicle already whilst naked and wrestled with an officer that could not get him out of said like i'd I'd show up confused with my weapon drawn too i'd just be i wouldn't i wouldn't know what to expect (laughs) i still want to i kind of want to reach out to the off they don't mention the off the officer's name or the de- deputy's name in this case, but I'd kind of like to know what it is. So we could like r- send them a, a formal request for comment. <laughs> you know, one day we'll be big enough to where people might actually respond to something like that. <laughs> oh, I, I'm sure. It, I, I just want to write it just for shits and giggles. Cause just to, you know, maybe, maybe same thing starting to die down. And the officer gets the request and has to <laughs> deal with it again. <laughs> Just because I'm a dick. (laughs) It's like, hey, you're going to have to let us know if there's, like, any follow-up to this. Like, did you have to take him to court, and was he wearing clothing? Like... (laughs) Well, we're we're going from Florida all the way up to Canada. Uh, As the Insider.com reports, cocaine-stuffed 
shipments of bananas ended up at Canadian grocery stores due to drug trafficking mix-up. What do you do? what do you do if you go to the grocery store and you get a bundle of bananas and it's full of coke? Man, you know what I do? I look up the street value of coke. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking, man. Like, hmm, they sell banana by the pound. I wonder if I can just. Hmm. Well, I'd be like, I got to round this up. Well, two grocers in British Columbia, Canada, were surprised in February when they obtained shipments of bananas to find blocks of cocaine. (laughs) After nearly two-year investigation, the RCMP has determined that the boxes that arrived at the two stores were not intended to be delivered there. Well, no shit. (laughs) The, The drug section of the RCMP Street Enforcement Unit worked collaboratively with the Canadian Border Service Agency to determine these shipments were originated in Columbia. And our investigation led us to believe that the illicit drugs were meant to end up in central Okanago. I don't know. It's some, some weird name and arrived here uh, in the Valley instead, as a result of a missed pickup at some point along the way, the shipments originated in Columbia, but likely landed in the city of Kalawana due to a mix up. Police said, if the boxes hadn't been intercepted by a confused grocer, it could have been introduced 800,000 doses of cocaine into the drug market. Well, I don't think it was really intercepted. I think it was the the, the, the drug guys failed to intercept it, <laughs> and it just got to its destination. Yeah, I mean, like, I wouldn't chalk that up as a... Like, if I were to chalk that up as anything, I'd just be like, that was accidentally awesome. <laughs> like, Cool. They, they, somebody messed up the shipping label. Yay. <laughs> Yay. See, the thing is, when I read the, when I read the headline, I was expecting, like, to peel a banana and there, it's just stuffed with cocaine, you know? But uh, in reality, there's pictures now with the with the story where it shows, like, the, the banana boxes, which everyone knows what a banana box is. We used to use them to move all the time, which is, I'd have no idea why, because there was holes in the top and the bottom. But they'd have, it's stuffed with kilos of cocaine with bananas around it. So they're not in the bananas, which is disappointing to me. You know, this story, you know, it, although intriguing and, you know, op, it's great news that they got that much cocaine off the streets. Kind of not right up our alley. So I think we ought to just split. What, what's the... What, What's the matter? You didn't find my segue appealing? Yeah. So that's twice now. I got a, I got a bunch of these. <laughs> All right, man. I better stop before you go ape. I'm not hitting it for that one. So, All right. Enough monkeying around. Now. Okay. That one you get. <laughs> Okay. All right, I'm moving away from this. <laughs> and this one was sent in by a listener. Uh, was was this sent in by Ace? Yeah. Okay, so Ace sent this in. Uh, entire town gets high from marijuana fumes after Indonesian police burn three-ton pile of confiscated drugs. Brilliant! <laughs> That's all I can think of is Brilliant! <laughs> I also want to highlight that the person who sent us this article, Ace, is my oldest child. So I'm getting articles sent to me from my oldest child about 
Indonesian police officers getting an entire town high. Yeah. This this might be covered on a different episode. Yeah, parenting fails episode. The Indonesian town was high on more than just life when police set fire to more than three tons of confiscated cannabis. Residents of Tangerang, 15.5 miles west of the capital, reported suffering from headaches and dizziness after inhaling the tangy smoke given off by the bonfire. The 3.3 tons of marijuana were burned by police at their sub-precinct office uh, earlier this month. The hall was valued at $1 million. The Tangerang Police Chief Senior Commander, uh, his name is Riyad, told the Post that his officer seized the stash in South Tangerang on February 2nd. Police wore masks to protect them from the fumes, but, watched, <laughs> but watching civilians were left unprotected. The smoke per- <laughs> spread from the yard to the surrounding residents' houses. <laughs> there is literally a picture here of like this bonfire and it's it's like uh, giant bundles of pot but also like trash <laughs> there's there's like just chunks of wood i see garbage bags and everything else there's like one cop in the picture and the rest of the town is standing around this freaking bonfire <laughs> uh, they had to said hey guys guess what we're gonna do <laughs> This was not on accident. There is no freaking yeah, way. I, I, this, I don't want to say, like, maybe they're just, like, writing a terrible news article about it to make it not seem like they're a bunch of low lives. They're like, fuck it. We found three, three, three thousand pounds of weed, which is going to call everybody in the center of town. We're going to have a party. Like, that's what they're not showing you in the pictures. Like, the pig roasting on the spit in the background. They play around the bounce house. All they're showing is the <laughs> the, the churro vendors you know you don't see that <laughs> one resident like, made uh, den den. Like if we if we saw a picture of the whole freaking spread i bet you somebody would be like "Ooh, funnel cakes <laughs> like, <laughs> one resident said i got a headache because i wasn't wearing a mask well, I don't think a mask would have helped you too much here, bucko. The journalist reported having to sit down and have a cup of tea to deal with the high. Officers have destroyed 1.8 kilograms of uh, meth... I can't... I can't... Methan... I can't say it. Methamphetamine. No, it's not methamphetamine. Okay. Maybe it is. Yeah, sure. Why not? As well as 2,538 ecstasy pills by blending them oh my god so they, they have pot crystal meth and ecstasy all in this pile they're burning the oh des- wow the destruction of that... the illicit substances was witnessed by several officials from the municipality oh my god yeah, they're, they're having an all-out fucking party there man it, it, yeah to say the least <laughs> yeah dude i mean like wow there, there is not a sane human being that would not say, hey, um, maybe this isn't a great idea. Like, I can see, like, burning a big old batch of weed in the middle of town and whatever, whatever. But throwing, like, shit like that in there, like meth and ecstasy and stuff like that, 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 that that's why you should have an incinerator. Yeah. Like, Well, this like, is also in what... Indonesia. <laughs> So, take that for what it's worth. Uh, 
That's, you know what? I'm just surprised that Ozzy Osbourne's picture doesn't show up in that. You know, it's like, well, maybe it's like uh, Indonesian Lollapalooza. <laughs> oh, so across the world, back to our home, and we go again to the great state of Florida. As a Naples man stashes cigs, drugs, and everything else he can find in his anus during a traffic stop. This was sent in by a listener from Pennsylvania. Uh, we have quite the experience with people boofing in the prison purse, but this seems a little little much. A Naples man is facing multiple charges after deputies found cigarettes, fentanyl, and tinfoil hidden in his anus. Yeah. I love how they keep saying anus instead of saying his butt. Patrick Wilson, 25, was riding in the passenger seat near Golden Gate Parkway and Santa Barbara Boulevard in Naples around 11.30 p.m. Wednesday when the driver was pulled over for a broken headlight. The driver gave deputies permission to search the vehicle after they said they recognized Wilson from previous law enforcement encounters. When Wilson got out of the car, a deputy noticed a bag of heroin by his feet and placed him under arrest. So he got everything up his ass but one bag of heroin, apparently. Jeez, you had had one job. One job and one anus. During a strip search at Naples Jail Center, deputies found a pack of 305 cigarettes inside of a 25-year-old's anus with a clear baggie of fentanyl and burnt tinfoil inside. And we now have the biggest asshole on the block, literally. Ha! Three hundred and five cigarettes, Buck. Yeah. Now three hundred and five cigarettes. That now just just so that way we can put this in the context for people. Imagine tearing apart one whole carton of cigarettes and then another half of a carton of cigarettes and piling up all that tobacco and then shoving it in your fucking ass. It's hang on, hang on, hang on. Because we have experience with that working in the prison system. People would buy uh, loose tobacco and they'd wrap it in cellophane and they'd shove it up their ass and they'd bring it in because tobacco was banned in the Pennsylvania prison system. But, one, that is an astronomical amount. Two, it does not say 305 uh, worth of of tobacco. It says 305 cigarettes. Right, so these are these are not like emptied out loose tobacco. These are rolled filtered cigarettes. Oh yeah, okay. So this dude had a carton and a half of cigarettes up his ass as well as a baggie of fentanyl and tin foil. And he couldn't get the heroin in there. But he I couldn't mean, get the one bag of heroin up his ass. Like, like of all the logistics and planning that went into getting whatever you had in there, you, you're telling me that you, your mathematical calculations failed in this one at the bag of heroin. So here, like, here's the question I think we have to ask ourselves. Who is having a worse day dealing with their colleagues right now? This young man who had 305 cigarettes up his ass and is now sitting in jail, not only on drug possession, but introducing contraband into a secure facility. Or the deputy that had a naked man steal his car. (laughs) I think I I would have to give it to the guy in the jail. 
I'd have to give the guy who, who went to well. It's, it's a Florida. hard one, yeah. <laughs> well, that's in Florida, so no, I'll give it to the I'll give it to Florida man. They're both in Florida. But I'll give it to the Florida criminal. <laughs> you're really like you're making it. You are definitely filtering down the available choices here, man. You are fine tuning. We will give it to the 25 year old Florida degenerate, <laughs> and that is who is having the worst day dealing with their colleagues. Yes. Right on. Yes. Because, you know, inmates can be, there is no honor among thieves. No. <laughs> you know, you know, the fat dude gets into his classification unit because he's not going to prison. No. Okay? Prison is different. He's not going to prison. He's going to jail first. Okay. And jail, jail is where all the petty shit happens. Okay. The, and, and that, that kid is just going to have a terrible day. It is. Like, Especially if there's a block officer like one of you, like you or me, on there, <laughs> who like, who makes sure the newspaper's open to that page and laying on oh, the desk. <laughs> oh yeah, like when I pass out the paper, I have it folded, open to the, like it is on that page, and folded with like his picture in the police blotter, like being able to be passed into another inmate's hands, like <laughs> they, they're. <laughs> Breaking news, fellas. Breaking... <laughs> As you hand them the paper, you're pointing at the cell. <laughs> you're like, get a load of this. <laughs> Okie dokie. So now we're going to go to the more absurd part of the show. The back half of the show is always the more absurd stuff. But th- this, I watched this unfold live. Okay, <laughs> And I got to say, this is hilarious. I am probably one of the few people in this entire country... That has not watched the Tiger King shows on Netflix. Have you watched them? Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, I have. Oh yeah, I have. Yeah, I haven't. <laughs> I can, I can, I can I pretty proudly say that I haven't. Uh, so I, I know about Joe Exotic uh, just because I am in Oklahoma right now, and that's where he's from. But this, this is funny. Uh, so I was watching this happen live on on the news. And let's just go over the story, then I'll I'll tell you about what I saw. Tiger King's Joe Exotic speaks out after not receiving pardon from Donald Trump. Yeah. Tiger King's Joe Exotic is speaking out after failing to receive a pardon from Donald Trump during his last days as the president. The 57-year-old who came notorious for his murder-for-hire plot and for his outrageous attention-seeking behavior took aim at the former president in a scathing tweet on Wednesday, writing... I was too innocent and too gay to deserve a pardon from Trump. <laughs> wow. So I want to point out that he's still in prison and he put out a scathing tweet. So apparently the prison system's pretty lax wherever he's at. It only mattered to yeah. Don Jr. when he needed to make a comment about me to boost his social media posts. The convicted felon whose real name is Joseph... Uh, Maldonado Passage uh, we're going to keep calling him the Tiger King uh, con- <laughs> continued referencing a meme Donald Trump Jr. had shared online last year in which the then president's face was superimposed onto the Tiger King's mugshot boy uh, we were all stupid to believe he actually stood for equal justice his corrupt friends all come first the Tiger King continued to tweet 
Uh, the Tiger King is currently serving his first year of a 22-year prison sentence for plotting to kill his nemesis, animal rights activist Carol Baskin. <laughs> In the wake of Trump's pardons, his target, Baskin, who also appeared in the 2020 Netflix series Tiger King, Murder, Mayhem, and Madness, said that she was relieved that the Tiger King has not been granted clemency. So, this guy actually tried to hire someone to murder this chick? Because I've seen the the memes about, you know, that bitch Carol Baskin. I'm I'm telling you, the, the fact that you have not seen Tiger King... you're really like you're you're missing out on a lot a lot of low-hanging humor fruit okay because yes he actually did try to put out a hit on this carol baskin lady and it, it the whole thing is just ridiculous like even even his people that were working for him on the show like not just the show but like in real life working in like his animal reserve or whatever we're like we're like doing interviews and they're like yeah he's an idiot. <laughs> like, like. They re- they recorded this show which I assumed was uh, like a reality type show I guess. Um, Kinda. I mean yeah I, that'd be the best way to describe it yeah. I, I wasn't I thought it was like a documentary but like I guess during well, documentary documentary slash reality I mean like it, it really like it it kind of covered both bases in, in, in certain ways. But during the recording, this dude actually put out a hit on this chick. Um, it was talking about while, I don't know if it was during the recording that he did it, but it was, it was, he definitely did it. I just don't know if they covered it during the series or if he actually tried to orchestrate it during the series. But now, granted, I have not seen the show. Wasn't there like controversy yeah, that she killed her ex-husband or something? There's something along those lines. I, I mean, I'm sorry, dude. It was a. It's like a gay thruple inside of a fucking jungle cat like reserve. <laughs> like I was already having a hard enough time following everything else that was going on, and I just couldn't help. I, I like. I, a lot of the details are foggy. I mean, this dude does seem nucking futz. I mean, <laughs> it really, like you, if you watch that whole thing, even even half of one episode of it, you will now. There will never be a question as to why aliens don't talk to us. Ugh. Like, like this is this is the epitome of like, wow. It really is. I mean, I just... Yeah. Well, I'm taking a deep breath because I feel a sense of relief, she told Fox News on Wednesday. From the very time that he was sentenced, I have worried about there being a presidential pardon that could undo all the hard work that went into bringing this person to justice. When today at noon a new president was sworn in, I felt that I was finally safe from that threat. The disgraced zookeeper began petitioning to have Trump pardon him last March, releasing a video proclaiming his innocence and having his legal team repaint a bus with the words, President Trump, please pardon Joe Exotic. He later reportedly uh, wrote a lengthy letter to Trump in which he claimed that he has been sexually abused in prison. After his application for pardon was rejected, uh... Joe Exotic filed a lawsuit against the Department of Justice in December, accusing acting 
uh, acting pardon attorney Rosalind Sargent Burns of not filing his administrative duty by uh, passing along a recommendation. At the time, a DOJ spokesperson declined to comment on the lawsuit, but pointed to the department's guidelines, which, quote, require a petitioner to wait a period of at least five years after conviction or release from confinement before filing a pardon application. According to the lawsuit reviewed by uh, People, uh, Joe Exotic had sought a waiver from this requirement that he had been uh, that he be out of prison before asking for the office of the pardon attorney to weigh in on his case. However, according to uh, Joe Exotic's lawyer, Sergeant Burns said on September 10th that his request for a waiver has been denied. A judge in the case later ruled that a review of public records appeared to reveal the Exotic's pardon application has been accepted and is currently pending on the Department of Justice's website, though noted that Joe Exotic's claim was moot unless he can show a, quote, case or controversy still exists. On Tuesday night, during the final hours of the presidency, Trump issued 143 pardons or sentence commutations, none of which were given to Joe Exotic. A high-profile figure who received pardons included rappers uh, Kondike Black and Lil Wayne, uh, former top strategist Steve Bannon, and former Detroit mayor uh, Kwame Kilpatrick. Now, so I turned on, you know, right, right, it's like during the inauguration, they actually had a helicopter over the prison where this dude was. And outside, there was the biggest damn limousine I have ever seen, complete with hot tub in the back, all decked out with balloons and everything else. The dude had a makeup artist and costumes waiting outside, expecting his pardon excuse me, to come through and be immediately like let out the door. <laughs> and the news actually had a helicopter overhead to document everything. <laughs> so on one channel, you got a helicopter over the prison filming, waiting for Joe Exotic to be released. On the other hand, you have a presidential inauguration. It was ridiculous. Uh, I wonder which one got more views. If I had to guess, uh, probably the inauguration, because they were probably going to see what kind of fuckery was going to happen. But this is, some, just, this is some pretty big fuckery, too. I mean, like, seriously, the guy has a limousine with a hot tub in the back waiting outside of the prison where costume artists, co- like, makeup artists, whole nine yards. Guys, guy gets all, like, and who drank the Kool-Aid and actually bought into this... Because you know he doesn't have He gave away all his fucking commissary. You know what? Like, you know, you know that he's like got his head in his hands going back to every single person that he gave a shit to. And he's like, I'm sorry, man. But can I have those 15 packs of ramen back? Can I get my radio I need, back? <laughs> I need my shower shoes. Like, ugh. <laughs> And, but like, but I, I've seen that walk of shame fun. happen more than once, and I would love to oh, see. Me too. <laughs> me too. Like, it, it's funny even when it's not a high profile person. It's just, it's just like you can't script this kind of humor. Like, where the fuck are the people from National Lampoons when you need a man? Like, who is taking notes on stuff like this? 
Because this is what shit needs to be in movies. <laughs> Alright, so we're going to go to a story next that I thought was going to be our main event for the day, but we got one that beat it. So you got to match. This one's pretty good. J.B. Lynn Spears blames Elon Musk and Tesla for killing her cats. Just, just, t- just take that in for a second. We got Britney Spears' psycho sister, who Britney Spears is psycho too, uh, b- blaming Elon Musk and Tesla for being the, the cause of her cats being killed. Just, just let that focus for a moment. Jamie Lynn Spears called Tesla a quote a secret cat killer and told CEO Elon Musk that he owes her a couple new feline friends. The actress, singer, and sister of Britney Spears said in a since-deleted Instagram video that her cats were run over by a Tesla that they never heard coming. Teslas, like other electric cars, run quieter than vehicles with gas-powered engines. We have now lost, I don't want to tell you how how many cats, because they didn't hear the Tesla crank And unfortunately, things happen, and it's really devastating and tragic for everyone involved, she said in her Instagram post, according to multiple news reports that preserve the the video. (sighs) Alrighty, folks. So here we've got Jamie Lynn Spears blames Elon Musk and Tesla Tesla for killing her cats. Yeah, this I thought for sure this one was going to be the main event. But we did get one that tops it. So this one's pretty damn good. But, Buck, if you'd be kind enough to read this one, because the hiccups I have are horrible and they're not going away. I I have no problem reading it. Um, I wish you could actually see it on my screen right now because it actually has, like, the little handicap icon on there, the one that you see on, like, parking passes and stuff. Like, I don't know why it's there. I just thought it was funny. But anyhow, Jamie Lynn Spears called Tesla a secret cat killer and told CEO Elon Musk that he owes her a couple new feline friends. The actress, singer, and sister of Britney Spears said in a since-deleted Instagram video that her cats were run over by a Tesla they never heard coming. Teslas, like other electric cars, run quieter than vehicles with gas-powered engines. We have now lost, I don't want to tell you how many cats... Because they don't hear the Tesla crank, and unfortunate things happen. And it's really devastating and tragic for everyone involved, she said in her Instagram post. According to multiple news reports that preserve the video, Elon Musk, let's figure this out, she said. You owe me a couple of cats. <laughs> I, wonder if she, I wonder if she was say, shaking a stick when she said that, but anyhow. You got Here's it, you, you owe me a couple of cats, you billionaire son of a bitch. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But anyhow, Spears recommended that Teslas emit noises that bother animals so they move out of the way. She suggested that this update would ensure that animals aren't caught off guard and things don't end in a very tragic way. As it turns out, Teslas and other electric cars are required to do this as of September 2020. The U.S. National Highway Traffic Safety Administration now requires electric cars to emit sounds of at least 43 decibels when they're traveling at speeds of less than 18.6 miles per hour. That's about the level of noise your dishwasher makes. This standard will help to ensure that blind, that blind, visually impaired, 
and other pedestrians are able to detect recognize, and recognize nearby hybrid and electric vehicles, NHTSA said in its order. Uh, let's see here. Europe has similar requirements. As of July 2019, all new models of electric and hybrid vehicles developed and sold in the European Union must come equipped with an acoustic sound system. Spears later walked back. Excuse me. Spears later walked back her initial post in another Instagram post, uh, which she also deleted. She said she did not run over any cats, and Tesla is not to be blamed. Several news outlets reported. The actress also made it clear that user error is admittedly involved. <laughs> Tesla did not immediately respond to CNN business request for comment. Uh, I didn't run him over. Uh, it sounds like you did. <laughs> well, perhaps there was some user error there. Yeah. That's... Okay. Mm. Okay. <laughs> the gun... I'm sorry, sweetie. The gun wouldn't have killed him if you didn't pull the trigger. Like the gun didn't kill anybody. They, she did with her right. car when she ran over a cat. <laughs> exactly. Well, so this one was also sent in by. Um, I guess you could say a fan. This is actually sent in by Sadar, also also of the Mount Moon crew. Uh, you can actually check out her new series on our uh, our YouTube channel called Just Pizza. And it is exactly what it sounds like. She literally is reviewing pizzas. You can't make this up, folks. You know what? Uh, I got to tell you, every slice is served with a little bit of ambiance on just pizza. I'm just like... <laughs> I, I know that she's planning a new episode this weekend. Uh, we recorded this on Friday, as we always do. Uh I'm sure that'll get pushed out uh, before the end of Sunday. So make sure you go to our, our YouTube channel. Uh, just search for the Mount Moon crew. Or you can even search for the Social Liability Podcast and you'll find it because we do upload a video version on there. But uh, this was sent to her. And I'll tell you, I actually got called into work this morning. Uh, I had to go go to the office and take care of something. And while I was there, several people brought this, brought this up to me because it, again, takes place in the state of Oklahoma. Whereas an Oklahoma representative introduces a bill to create a Bigfoot hunting season. I shit you not. The people around here are obsessed with Bigfoot. There's Bigfoot stores. There, If you go to the state parks, there's like Bigfoot cutouts at the, at the gates of all the state parks. People around here are obsessed with freak Bigfoot. Raz, you want me to uh, you want me to read this one too? You still look like you got some hiccups. I, I got horrible hiccups. Go, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. An Oklahoma lawmaker has pitched a bill to create a bona fide Bigfoot hunting season in the Sooner State. On Wednesday, Representative Justin Humphrey, Republican, introduced House Bill 1648, urging the Oklahoma Wildlife Conservation Commission abbreviated as the OWTC, to establish a Bigfoot hunting season. Complete with freaking photograph. This is this is amazing. I mean, like, they must have spent, like, nineteen ninety nine at the costume store for this thing. So that right. Anyhow, up. you know what? I mean, you lower, you lower expectations. Nobody gets disappointed. It's just perfect matrix. Anyhow, the Oklahoma Wildlife Conservation Commission 
shall promulgate rules establishing a Bigfoot hunting season. The bill states the commission shall set an annual season date and create any necessary specific hunting licenses and fees. Wait a second. So they're going to actually sell licenses? Oh, yeah. This, this is legit. This, they, this dude actually wants to create a Bigfoot hunting season. This isn't a oh, joke. Wow. It's a real bill. Yes. Micah Holmes, assistant chief of the information and education division at the Oklahoma Department of Wildlife Conservation, confirmed to Fox News on Thursday. Real or not, there may be a lack of support from the Department of Wildlife Conservation. You think? You think? <laughs> Here at the department, we use science to make fans. We... Yeah, here at the department, <laughs> we use science to make management decisions, and we do not recognize Bigfoot as a wildlife species in Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, it, we do not recognize Bigfoot as a wildlife species in Oklahoma, said Holmes. But, but yet, it's there with a picture that says Sasquatch Crossing, which I can assure you are all over the state of Oklahoma. I gotta give this a lot of credit, though, because there is obviously a male, female, and child Sasquatch. I mean, like, they're they're definitely doing Sasquatch family inclusiveness. But anyhow, if it is indeed passed, the act would take effect on November 1st of 2021. Before that can happen, however, the Oklahoma legislature will meet on February 1st. Humphrey represents House District 19 southeastern area of Oklahoma famous for its Bigfoot sightings. According to Fox 25, in nearby Hanobia, fans of lore and legend even celebrate the mythical creature with an official Bigfoot festival and conference. This was canceled in 2020 due to coronavirus concerns. A representative for representatives for Representative Humphrey's office was not immediately oh. available for comment on the bill... <laughs> was presented it's yeah. a representative it's a representative for the representative yeah yeah okay yeah she was not available for comment cool for those on sasquatch watch boy trying to say that five times fast for those on sasquatch watch <laughs> bigfoot has also been spotted in north carolina georgia washington and oregon in recent years well, you know, it, 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 it goes without saying that somebody with a big foot might get a round. But, um... Oh, God. Yeah. The, hey, that wasn't in the article. I made that one up. So, he, that's, that's, here's, here's that's, the whole thing. Yeah. One, it's not a joke. These people down here actually think that there are Bigfoot running around. And there there's, like, these giant, like, log sculptures of Bigfoot... There's signs like the Sasquatch crossing signs there. They, they have giant wooden cutouts at the heads of the state parks. You'll be driving through the parks sometimes and you'll find just a, a plywood cutout of a Sasquatch with two reflectors in the eyes. So that it catches the, the headlights <laughs> Two red reflectors. It's ridiculous how like popular Bigfoot is around here. There's stores in this town just for Bigfoot. Uh, there, there is one of the marijuana shops, which there are dozens of in my town. That is like uh, one of it's called like Sasquatch's secret lair or something like that. <laughs> it is ridiculous. This is not a joke. This this is a real bill, and thank God people at where I work are are laughing at this. But it's here's my question. So if they're gonna if somebody buys this license and goes tromping around the woods looking for Bigfoot, 
they're just going to see something human shaped and fire. Yeah, how is this going to affect your position as in in your in your city? Uh, I don't go in the woods, <laughs> not not around here. Um, I, I, every time I, I even think about stepping out outside of town, I hear banjos. But there's also the, yeah. just the fact that um, it's actually not very safe to go in the woods here because we have such a huge hog problem, and they're not nice animals. <laughs> you know, I can only see it happening. Like the courts, somebody's going to go up for murder. I thought it was a Sasquatch and I had a license. (laughs) Yeah, and and they're not going to be able to do shit about it because they completely legalize it. How the hell are they supposed to, like, your defense could be like, uh, Lord, the Sasquatch knows what orange is. I thought, you know, I thought it was, you know, guys guys got big feet, you know, big brain. No, it's going to be... You know, Your Honor, I need you to prove that I killed a human being and that's not a Sasquatch. Because that looks a lot like a Sasquatch. <laughs> yeah. It's going to happen. I guarantee you it's going to happen. But, but no, actually, it's not going to happen because the bill's not going to pass. <laughs> but, but still, um, I mean, this is... We have a representative here in this area who decided he, he needed to put in a bill to... Um, make it so that schools can't require vaccinations for children. Uh, this is the, the lunacy that our, uh, our legislature down here is, is propagating. We're anti-vaxxers and apparently we are also Sasquatch enthusiasts. Yeah. We're going to issue licenses to go hunting bipedal human, human looking creatures. But okay. Yep. That, yeah. Okay. Let me, let me just put this out there. That aren't real. Right. <laughs> well, folks, that has been a, a plethora of stories. Um, they, they cut across the board between Florida man and Oklahoma people. So, if again, if you uh, if you like this show, make sure you like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. But you can also listen to the podcast and my hiccups, oh my God, on just about any platform available right now. And... We really, truly ask you to t- tell a friend and and share the podcast, share the free funny, because you don't you don't pay anything for this. We don't have a Patreon. We're not asking for donations. We just want to get our get it out there and have people enjoy the show. Uh, our YouTube channel. We have a bunch of new shows starting. Uh, we have, like I said, we just started. We have two episodes out of Just Pizza with Sadar, and we have two episodes two episodes out of me hiccuping. Uh, no, two actual episodes of Better Than Bad with Buck, and uh, I believe that my uh, former co-host of the Mount Moon Review podcast, which is a very niche podcast, I don't expect people to, to jump jump on that one right away, uh, is, is going to be coming back, and we're going to be re- redoing that, that podcast as well. And he actually has some ideas for shows he's going to be doing. So we got a whole lot of content coming out here real soon, and we hope that you will uh, help us get the word out that the Mount Moon Review, or the, I'm sorry, yeah, the Mount Moon crew is here to stay and we're not going anywhere. And, uh, yeah, help us out. Say something, Buck. This is your turn. Yeah. It just pays attention. Help us out. Help us out. That's all we need. Help out. Help out. And let's get some use out of uh, Buck's desk. I've been the Raspberries yeah. with my co-host, the Buck Rundle, and we'll see you next week. Yeah.